Welcome to the official first season of the Homegirl Next Door podcast, a show where we have intimate conversations surrounding all things real estate and how it affects each of our lives. Each week, I'll be sharing my experiences as a real estate professional in this ever-changing housing climate and will be periodically joined by my friends and colleagues in the industry discussing all the hot topics and sharing best tips and practices for the everyday consumer. I'm your homegirl and host, Shakira D, licensed New York realtor, and I love to welcome you into my home every Monday at 8 p.m. Grab your favorite drink and enjoy the conversation. Happy Monday, friends. Happy Monday. It is February. Welcome to a new month. Um, January was interesting, to say the least. Um, last week, we did record an episode. Uh, we, we record our episodes on Fridays, and then it goes through like the editing or whatever, and it's ready for posting on Monday. So recorded the, last week's episode. And everything was fine. There wasn't any issues. Um, and then my producer called me and was like, yeah, he doesn't know what happened to the audio. So because of my busy schedule, right, um, I time block my day. I schedule my week and everything like that. I, there was no way I was going to be able to record last week's episode in time to be uploaded for Monday. So we didn't have an episode last week. But nonetheless, we are here and we're going to, you know, keep it going. Um, I hope you guys had a great weekend. I hope you had a great week since we haven't talked. Um, what has been going on with me? Um, definitely in a kind of like growing season. You know, everyone has their seasons, right? So I'm in a growing season. I'm, I'm transitioning from one thing to the other. Um, I actually just announced on my Instagram, Security Realtor, that I switched brokerages. So I am now under EXP Realty. So I'm like learning all of their systems and their processes and I'm implementing it into my um, my systems that I kind of already use, but obviously we have to use different software, things like that. So that is kind of what my January has looked like. A lot of training and a lot of like planning. Um, what else? I, I have a couple clients that I'm working with. I'm doing consultations throughout the week. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty busy, pretty, um, I'm keeping it, you know, manageable, right? I'm not overwhelming myself. You know, sometimes we get to this point where all we can see, you know, you want to have tunnel vision and you want to be focused on what you're focused on, but it can be detrimental because then it's like you begin focusing on the results before you even get the results. Then you start fantasizing about it. And then when you don't see it manifest in your life as you feel you should, you kind of like get discouraged, fall off or whatever. So I'm keeping, I'm keeping tunnel vision Um, but in the moment, tunnel vision, if that makes any sense. So that is how my January has been. February is starting off really good. I have a closing this week. I'm so happy about that. Um, and that's pretty much it. Um, I do want to have a correction from the last episode, which, uh, I kind of talked about on the episode that was supposed to be last week. So if I forget anything, you guys will probably hear me mention it 
in a future episode. But I do want to make a correction um, when it comes to adjustable rate mortgages. I misspoke when I said that they adjust every year for five years. That is incorrect. Your rate adjusts every five years for that 30-year fixed loan period. Or if you're doing a six-one arm, it's every six years. So it increases. It starts low and then it increases every five years, six years, 10 years, whatever the arms is for the 30-year life of the loan. So I hope that clarified anything. If you guys listened to that episode and you were a little bit confused or um, I just misspoke speaking too fast and not going based off my notes like I should be, but you know, this is a conversation. So things happen. All right. So um, rates, mortgage rates are holding steady. Um, I haven't seen too much of a high jump. Um, 30 year fix is at a 6.19. Um, that's if you have good credit and a high down payment. And then you have your 15 years at a 5.30. 30 year and FHA and 30 year VA at 5.62 and 5.65 respectively. So I, like I said in previous episodes, I don't think the rates are going to change that much. They're going to stay around this five and a half rate, five and a quarter rate to about six and a quarter. I don't think it's going to continue to increase that much. So it's holding steady, which is keeping the market normalized, keeping the housing market normalized. Now, an interesting um, fact is that although rates are like back under the sixes for the first time in a few months, um, there's still a housing correction correlation that is just doesn't seem accurate, right? So if you were to go somewhere like out in the Midwest, they have seen their markets come down in home prices. It's cooling off. Places like Austin, Texas, Las Vegas, Nevada, Phoenix, Arizona, um, the t- the places where it really boomed during the pandemic, um, it's holding steady and the home prices have come down a lot. But places like Miami, New York, you know, where prices are still at all-time highs, it's very difficult, you know, for uh, consumers to be like, okay, well, everyone's saying the market is down and the prices are down. But when I look in my area, it's not the case. So there is housing corrections going on. It's just some markets are going to take time. That's it. Not all markets are created equal, even in places like Milwaukee, where they you know, their home prices remained at all-time highs throughout the peak in 2022. You know, it's just a matter of when is it going to hit my area. So for us New Yorkers, prices have come down. That's that's a fact, right? However, they're not coming down as fast as other areas. And you also have to think about you know, these other areas, they have new construction, they have eye buyers, like they have all of these different aspects that plays a part into their demand, their housing demand, affordability as well. Um, New York is one of the areas that has a very, you know, it's, they still have high unemployment rates, you know, and um, uh, high cost of living. So it, it's just going to take some time. And I was out with a client last week. And I mean, we must have seen like four or five houses. And he turns to me, he says, 
Miss Dash, I know you said, you know, the market is cooling off and home prices are coming down, but we looked at four or five properties and these properties are up there. They're well into the sixes, right? And they're not giving $600,000 price tags. So these homes that we looked at from the pictures, it looked, it, it kind of, it looks good. But then when you go into them, it's like, what's happening? And so it's just going to take a little while. I don't want to discourage anyone from, you know, buying property in New York. It's New York, right? A lot of people here are born and raised here. They want to stay here, but they want to be homeowners. And so it's it's very possible. And so that was just one of the, the things that I was having a conversation with my clients about just asking them, like, how do you feel about the market? How do you feel about the homes you've been seeing? And how do you feel about the prices? Granted, a lot of these properties are overpriced and you listing agents are the devil. Um, Yeah, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say about that. So a lot of these homes are overpriced and not worth the marble counters that these uh, folks have thrown into them. And so, you know, just have to have a little patience and yeah, it's out there. The home is out there. You know, unfortunately, I'm, I am predominantly a buyer's agent and we don't control the, inv- the inventory. Um, and even when it comes to getting sellers to list their homes and purchase elsewhere, you know, they want to make sure they're going into something, you know, just as decent as what they're coming out of or whatever the case may be. So yeah, it's like a, it's like a catch 22, but the housing market is still moving and shaking, even though numbers are down, um, year to date that just comes with the shift and the fact that we, you know, the last few years we were just in historically like unprecedented, unprecedented territory when it comes to mortgage rates and, and home values and things like that. So a little patient folks, and we are going to get there, right? We're all going to get there. Um, so today I'm going to kind of just freestyle because last week, you know, it was a really good episode and I didn't take any, I took some notes. So I kind of have an idea of what we talked about, um, the episode that didn't air. I don't know. I'm going to keep bringing it up because it was so good. And I'm like so tight that, you know, we had those difficulties, but it is what it is. Um, so, you know, talking with consumers and potential, um, home buyers, a lot of people have an unrealistic um, view of just the home buying process. And it's because they just don't know, right? Like not many of us have ever known anybody to buy property or buy a house. Um, and the ones who have, it's not like they're sharing their information or their experience unless it was a bad experience. Because I've heard all the bad stories, but I don't hear the good stories. So we're all quick to share the bad, but never the good. So today I kind of just want to share what the process would look like once you have your pre-approval. Now getting your pre-approval is is kind of like it, you have to get it done, right? It's the most important part of the process. And if it's not done, it can severely um, drag out how long it will take you to close on your home. Um, not to mention you could miss opportunities with low interest rates and the like. So, <coughs> whew, excuse me. 
So, um, once you get your pre-approval secured, right, you go down to your lender and they, you know, go over your paperwork and your file. Now they do, they can do like a soft pull on your credit just to give like a, a guesstimate of what your rate would be. But if you're truly, truly ready and you, you know, you want to start getting this done, then you're going to have, they're going to, if they're a good lender, they're going to make sure that you're good before you even get started in that guess. Um, as far as like down payment assistance or loan programs, I will be having a um, <clears throat> a lender on the show this month, and she's going to talk all about your options and you know what's the best option for you. Um, a lot of people think you need twenty percent, you know, to buy a house, and you do not. Um, there are advantages to putting down 20%, like not having to pay private mortgage insurance because you put down 20%. Um, but there's ways around that as well. You know, if you put down 5% or 10% or even 3.5%, there's ways to getting that, um, that charge, you know, reduced on your mortgage. Um, and so she's going to talk all about that. She's going to talk about FHA loans, VA loans, um, actually had a deal. It started out conventional, 20% down. And then my lender, she, you know, went over everything with my clients once we went under contract. And, you know, she was like, listen, your best, your best course is to do FHA 3.5% and then buy down your rate. And it worked out. They got a low rate. They only put 3.5% down, um, and then they're going to obviously refinance um, once rates go lower, as well as in the future, they will be um, getting removing their PMI insurance. So the options are endless. It does. It's not like an end-all, be-all. You start conventional and you have to go conventional. No, um, they're out there. So I am going to have a lender on, and she will go over all of that for you guys. Um, cause I do get the questions. Um, one of my biggest sources of lead generation is social media. Um, I'm, I'm not as active on Facebook as I am on Instagram, but on Instagram, I can guarantee at least one to two interested parties into real estate who want to get into real estate and they have questions. So, um, social media is really big for me. And, you know, being that I, that's where my, my, um, my lead generation comes from, you know, I make sure to kind of know everything. And if I don't know, I can get you to somebody who knows, right? So you have your pre-approval and now we're looking at homes. We're going to open houses, you know, doing all of the things that you would do when it's time to purchase. You're looking on Zillow. I'm telling you not to look on Zillow. And the reason why I tell people not to look on Zillow is because Zillow is just not accurate. You'll see something on there and you would think it's available. And then we go to call and it's like, oh, yeah, no, that's been gone or that's under contract. So I do. Um, I send not only my potential clients, but I send anyone who comes to me and asks me a question about buying or selling. Right. Or well, buying. I send them the HomeSnap app um, invite. And with HomeSnap, it literally, if that listing was updated within the last two or three hours, HomeSnap is updated. So you'll see it says for sale and then it'll say under contract and then it will say sold, right? So you are going, following along with that property from contract, you know, from um, contract to close, right? 
and it's a lot more accurate and it's just it's just a lot better for my clients plus I can see what you're doing see what you're looking at so when you ask me about something I already know you know what I mean so I make it a point to make sure I send that invite link to my clients and to potential clients as well you know just so if I need to follow up with them I can just you know be like hey you know I saw you were looking at you know X, Y, and Z property last week where you're interested in seeing it and just making sure I am a resource, whether or not they are a client of mine, um, unless they have another realtor, then I stay away, right? That's always the, the question. Are you already working with a real estate agent? If they are, great. If you have any questions, I can, you know, definitely ask, but, you know, you're already well taken care of. So, you know, we're seeing homes and we're going to open houses. You finally find the right property, the right home. It has most of what you're looking for. Um, I tell my clients sometimes it might not have everything, you know, but if it as long as it has your deal breakers, I say go for it. Right. Um, And with the market that we are in, even though the prices are coming down in New York, they're still kind of slightly high. This is a bias market. Right. Homes are sitting on the market, and I mean sitting on the market. I just saw a home that was on the market for 286 days, like insane. You know, I I didn't even expect that because if that's 286 days and that was around the time, you know, interest rates kind of started doing whatever. So, um, you know, definitely can use it to your advantage. Um, but again, you know, there are people like they want... They want to get what they want to get for their house. Um, So, you know, that's why you have, you know, real estate agents like me who will run a CMA to see if that house was even priced correct. And I run CMAs every single day. I spend 30 minutes running CMAs on properties that my clients have been favoriting on HomeSnap. Like I said, HomeSnap is how I stalk you guys. Like, I see what you're doing. I see what you've looked at. I see what you favorited. I see what you follow. And so I use that to just run CMAs. And that's all I do for 30 minutes of my day every single day. Just to make sure that, you know, the homes that we're looking at is worth whatever offer we may put in. And sometimes we don't put in any offers. But, hey, you know, at least I know, like, okay, this property is on the market it's been on here for 286 days and it's probably because it's priced way too high. Um, so you find the property, it has everything you're looking for. Now we submit our offer. You as my client, you will always sign off on the offer. Always. That is something that um is important in this process because you need to know what you're what you're offering, right? You can't just go based off of what I'm saying. So you sign off on it, it gets sent to the listing agent. They review it with their client and they accept your offer. So now your offer is accepted. And guess what? You have to do inspection. I recommend all of my clients to do inspections because you just never know. Even if the house looks like it was torn down and built back up, just do an inspection. You can always do an inspection for informational purposes only, but do an inspection. Um, And then you have like a due diligence period. So you have, you know, based on your offer, maybe three to five days to get the inspection done, Um, which is why I tell my clients to make sure you're ready. Once we submit this offer, just make sure you have that time set aside or you're ready to do what you need to do to make sure you can um, get everything done within that due diligence period. Or they can always go with the next offer. And I've seen it happen. It it happened to me. 
especially when the market was really, really hot, you know, and they were getting multiple offers, they were like accepting two or three offers and whoever did inspection first and signed contract is who got the house, which is insane, you know, but that's what they were doing. So, you know, I just tell my clients to be ready, you know, to make a move. So you do inspection, inspection looks great. There's nothing else to negotiate. Um, and now your attorney gets involved. New York is an attorney state. So attorneys will be involved in the process. Um, and your attorney pretty much, you know, will be waiting for the contract from the sellers because the sellers draft up the contract. It gets it over to your attorney. You sign off on everything. Um, some attorneys, I know, like, they they um, are, uh, I call them pencil whores or pen whores because it's... Uh, you know, cross outs here, X's here, you know, new information here. So by the time, you know, my client gets a contract, it's like, oh, okay, all this was added. Obviously, the attorney is explaining to them the process and what they're doing. But, you know, it's it's expected at this point. Um, Along with the contract, you will send your earnest money deposit. So your earnest money deposit or your EMD, as real estate professionals will call it, is just your good faith deposit. So you're putting a percent down on contract when you sign contract to let the seller know that you're serious about buying their property. So usually I tell my clients do about two to three percent. If you can, if you can do five percent, do five percent. I have clients who did 10 percent because they really wanted the property. Um, At the time, that was, you know, that was how we were getting offers accepted. Now, you know, not so much. You probably don't have to put that much down, but you do want to put a substantial amount down so that they know you're serious and they know you won't jeopardize that money because sometimes people will, you know, change their mind and they'll want their $20,000 back and the seller is like, well, you can't just change your mind. So and it ha- then it goes into litigation and all those things. So make sure you're sure that this is the property you want before you sign contract and um, send your deposit. Because once all that's done, the ball gets rolling and, you know, the lender is ordering appraisals. The underwriter is, you know, um, hashing out any conditions you may have. And conditions can be like, okay, your DTI is at 42%. We need you to pay down this credit card a couple thousand dollars to bring your DTI down. Stuff like that. Or, we need updated pay stubs or we need updated bank statements or, um, you know, like uh, some of my clients, they get gifts, right? Gift funds. We need to see where this, this gift, where this money came from. So we need that person's bank statement. So also be careful with that as well. If you're going to be getting um, money as like gifts towards closing costs or down payments, because the, you know, more than likely the underwriter is going to want to see where that money came from. And you and that person is going to have to verify that. So just keep that in mind. Um, What else? So appraisal is ordered and your appraisal just states, okay, this house is worth what the offer price is. And I haven't had any uh, properties under appraised, thank God. Um, everything that we submitted an offer on, it over appraised. So my clients went in with a little bit of equity, which is always a good thing. Um, And then, you know, your appraisal is once that's done and complete and they say, okay, you offered $500,000, the house is worth $515,000, great, we're going to keep it moving. And now contracts are getting finalized, title is being ran, um, making sure there's no violations and it's a clear title 
which the listing agent, if they're good at their job, they did that when they took the listing. So, you know, anything that would come up on title, it's already known to the buyer. So title is good. Appraisal is good. You've met all your conditions. And now you get the clear to close and you go to closing. So the day before closing or the day of closing, you do your final walkthrough. Final walkthrough is exactly what it is. You're going through making sure that that property is in the same condition it was when you made your offer. So you're checking water, you're checking pipes, you're checking, you know, to make sure everything is still working. The sellers are supposed to keep all that on and not turn anything off until the day, until you guys close. So the day after closing is when typically the utilities would be transferred over because you have to make sure the water works. You have to make sure there's no leaks. Um, You're going through and just checking and making sure everything is the same way it was when you made your offer. And then you go to closing and you pay your closing costs. Now, when you get your commitment letter from the bank um, to get the clear to close, that commitment letter will have the final details of your mortgage payment um, and your closing costs. So they'll tell you, okay, this is what your payment is going to be every single month. This is what we're letting you borrow. This is your down payment. And then these are your closing costs. And your closing costs is a variety of different things depending on your loan. Like VA loans, there's not too many closing costs. FHA loans, there's not too many closing costs. If you have down payment assistance, um, your closing costs are going to look a little bit different. But some fees you can expect, of course, your attorney fees, your appraisal if you didn't pay that up front. You also have um, your title fees. So you um, are charged title fees to get new title. Um, And then I call them junk fees that the lender charges. So you know, those fees are in there. And then um, you have all that and you have, you'll probably have like two or three checks because they'll tell you, okay, you need this check for this, this check for that. And then you bring all that to closing. You sign all these documents, right? You're just signing, signing, signing. So get your signature ready. (laughs) Practice that signature. Um, And then you close and you get the keys to your house and you can begin to move in and make memories. it's closing is always a bittersweet moment for me because, you know, our time together kind of ends, even though I'm family for life and I just pop up like cousin it, you know, just show up <laughs> long after closing. Um, but it's definitely a time to just celebrate your hard work and celebrate your accomplishment and the fact that you've reached your goal. and. Um, it's always a special moment for me. So, and my clients. Um, so yeah, so I hope that you guys have a little bit more clarity on, you know, just the home buying process, what it will look like. Um, in New York, it takes about 45 days to close. Um, some cases it has been longer. Two of my closings have took almost two months. So it just varies, but typically uh, 30 to 45 days. I did have a closing in 28 days. So it just depends on your lender as well and um, that their process. So that is all for today's episode. Um, the audio definitely works. So this will be going live uh, tonight at eight o'clock. Um, happy February. Happy Black History Month. I have a very special episode next week all about Black history. Um, all about black history. Look at me. 
all about Black Americans and the housing market and everything we've been through to get to this point. So it's going to be a history lesson. It's going to be really good. You're going to learn something. And I can't wait to share with you guys. So um, if you have not, go ahead and subscribe to my podcast. Leave me a review. Let me know what you think about the show so far. I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. As well as follow me on Instagram, Shakira D Realtor and Homegrown XR Podcast. Those are my respective Instagram pages. I would love to continue the conversations with you guys over there. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. And I hope you have a great week. Bye.